Welcome to the People Powered Business Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Lee Billet. If you employ staff, engage contractors, or rely on people to help deliver your products or services, you're in the right place. Join us each week as we dive in to uncover what makes people tick, learn the best strategies and tactics to build an amazing team, and most importantly, discover how you, the business owner or leader, can unleash the power of your people to help create the successful business you deserve. Let's get started. Hello, hello, it's Christy Lee here, your host of the People Powered Business Podcast, and welcome to episode number 66 of the podcast. Fabulous to have you here. I hope you're having a wonderful day and week since you last joined us here on the podcast. If you are new, welcome. Lovely to have you here. And for our returning listeners, thank you. I so appreciate your support in listening in each and every week. Now, today we're chatting about an interesting concept. We're talking about learning in the workplace. And I know many of you may have your backs up about this topic a little bit because you're kind of sick of having to provide constant support and incentives and funding to your team. And for many, many years, the task of learning, of improving our skills, of uh, broadening our horizons when it comes to our skills, experience and expertise has been the job of the employees. That's our individual responsibility. And I know for many of you, you may, this may be a little uncomfortable that I'm about to suggest to you that perhaps times are a changing And I think this is largely to do with, you know, I'm going to talk to you about today, you know, changes in the workplace and changes in careers and jobs and all of those things, but we're seeing a real shift. And just like many other things like flexibility, like working from different locations, from, you know, balance and part-time and more fluid work arrangements, this learning culture, this need to provide learning opportunities at work is becoming an expectation rather than a perk or a benefit or a bonus for employees. So in order to attract the best and the brightest, this is one of the things we're going to have to do. And I think it's actually really important. And I'll share with you why I think the onus needs to shift back onto us as the employer to create this environment. Now, I think I firstly need to say that when I'm talking about learning at work, I'm not talking about you paying for your employee's university degrees. <laughs> That's not at all what I'm suggesting. And I do think that employees who want to have a career path uh, that requires formal study definitely should still be doing that on their own. Of course, we want to support them when they're in the workplace in making sure they can get to those exams and have the study leave and uh, provide them with the mentorship that we can, particularly in those industries where having a degree is essential to getting the accreditation that you need to perform that task, then of course we should still be supporting that, but of course the onus should still fall on the employees. What I'm talking about today is creating a culture of workplace learning where learning is intrinsic to how we do things at work. So what kind of learning am I talking about? Let's, I guess let's look at the definition of learning because I think traditionally many of us have seen the school model, the post-school Uh, tertiary model, whether that be university or TAFE or community college or any of those things as being our learning. So I guess we chunked our lives down. We did some learning, we did some working. Some of us then juggled some learning and some working, but it was sort of something that we took as a very formal approach to learning. 
But really learning is a whole lot more broader than that. Really learning, according to the dictionary, is defined as the acquisition of knowledge or skills through study or experience or being taught. So whilst learning, yes, is about study, that's only one part of the equation. Experience is part of our learning. Just this morning, actually, I was on a call with a group of uh, business colleagues or associates, friends uh, that we get together quite regularly. And we were talking today about our uh, history of how we came to be, you know, where we are in our careers and our work. And really one of the fundamental things that we all shared was that we got to be where we are based on our experience. And in fact, for most of us, not based on those expensive university qualifications that I have had sitting in a drawer and no one has ever you know, wondered about or asked to see or want, wanted proof of ever in my, in my career. And we really all shared the fact that the experiences that we had throughout our lives, even, you know, from early on, from childhood, have been how we learnt things. And I talk about this in workplaces all the time because I truly believe that the value we bring to our workplaces, and this is for each of our employees, is a compound of all of the experiences that they have had throughout their life. As an example, I started my career very young as a recruiter. I knew nothing about recruitment, but I knew a lot about different jobs because I had spent the year, a couple of years before, whilst I was doing my postgraduate studies at university, being a temp and working in all different offices, in all different industries, in all different roles. And so I learned a little about all of them. So when a client would come to me as a recruiter and explain that they needed an accounts payable clerk, I knew exactly what an accounts payable client did. Even if I couldn't do the job perfectly myself, I knew enough to ask the right questions, to find the right people, to know what to look for in a resume. It was that experience that set me up for success as a recruiter, not my ability as a recruiter or any formal training I had in that space. Had I done formal training? Of course I had. Did it help me? Not one little bit, (laughs) if I'm honest. So I think experience is fundamental to the learning that we do. And of course, being taught. Have you had a mentor throughout your business career, whether formal or informal, someone that has taught you things? Referring back to that early recruitment job, the owner of that business was an amazing mentor to me. What she taught me was not how to be a great recruiter. What she taught me was things like how to conduct myself in a business meeting. This was my first proper business job. I'd worked in a couple of offices, but I hadn't done sales calls. I hadn't sat in front of clients trying to influence their decision to use us over another recruiter. I hadn't really worked in huge big corporate companies who were our clients then and we were secure, you know, my job was to secure new ones. She she as a mentor taught me those things. So valuable that knowledge, that learning that I then carried through out my career. If you were to ask me whether I think formal qualifications or experience are more important in any future employer you hire, a thousand percent experience matters more. So learning is about experiences. It's about any type of activities that advance our skills. So this is not just about formal learning. So when I'm suggesting to you that I want you to introduce a learning culture into your workplace, I really want you to hear that and understand that I am not suggesting you're out there paying for university degrees or paying for super expensive private college courses or formal training. And although that might be part of what you offer, the learning that we provide in the workplace is about experience. It's about sharing of knowledge. 
and it's about teaching others what we've learnt throughout the process. So like I said, this has commonly been considered the realm of the responsibility of the employee. So at what point did we get to the stage where this is suddenly on the employer's shoulders? I think we all have to face the reality that the world of work is changing faster than any formal qualification can ever keep up with. So as recently as 10 to 15 years ago, you would go and do your qualification to enter into a career and that qualification, that learning would set you up for success in that career. You knew what jobs you were going into and you knew what the future opportunities held within those organizations. Now, the jobs that our children will be going into, the jobs that we will be going into in five to 10 years, they actually don't exist yet. So how can we have possibly done the qualifications, learnt the skills, had all the learning to be successful in those jobs? Our workplaces are changing faster than any formal qualification can keep up with. So it's up to us to skill up the people that we have. In doing this, we expand the knowledge and the skill set of the people that we have. We know that churn in the workplace, that having to replace employees costs money, it costs energy, it costs time. We also know the importance of hiring people that are aligned with our values and that are great fit for our team. So once we've got them, why would we let them go just because they don't know what we don't know yet anyway? It makes no sense. If we invest in helping them learn, then we're going to keep the best people. We're going to be able to attract the best people into our businesses and we are going to have more stable and resilient organizations as a result. Just a couple of weeks ago, I was having a conversation with my eldest daughter. She is currently 13 and she was stressing about the fact that she did not know what she wanted to do when she finished school. Now, aside from the fact she would argue black is white with me any day of the week because hello teenagers – I had to really get through to her the fact that putting that pressure on herself was absolutely crazy because there is a 90 plus percent chance that the job she will go into when she finishes her schooling and if she chooses to go into further studies or whatever it is she decides to do, the job as it stands does not exist yet. That's the reality. Our children are being born into generations where the jobs that they will have don't exist when they're born and they don't even exist now when they're in their you know, very early formative years of their career. So to put pressure on this whole, you have to know what you're going to do, seemed crazy to me. Yet that's the, the, the mindset that they're all in at this age. Well, and sure, if you want to go into a traditional job, like you want to be, let's say you want to be a doctor or a lawyer or a vet, that's going to have some specific pathways, right, that you're going to need to go through. But for the vast majority of occupations – What it's going to look like doesn't exist in reality yet. So we need to teach our kids skills of resilience and of adaptability and of change management and of learning, and we need to teach those skills to our team as well. So I wanted to share some interesting data with you that really supports where we stand with this. And this is an Australian study, and I think that's really important to know because sometimes when we're comparing ourselves with the States or the UK, we think, oh, we're fine here. We're not like that. This is an Australian study, guys, and this is a very recent Australian study at a Swinburne University. They studied, they surveyed, sorry, a range of Australian employees across different career pathways, occupations, education levels, a really broad subsector of the Australian workplace. And they surveyed them about 
all sorts of things when it comes to learning at work. Uh, the report is called the Peak Human Workplace Report, and I'll put a link to it in today's show notes for you if you're interested in having a look at the data. But here are some of the key findings that I found fascinating and really quite a wake-up call for us as Australian businesses. The first is this, three in five workers who they surveyed are concerned that their current skill set is not suited to see them pass the next five years. People in our workplaces, the majority, three in five, are fearful and conscious of the fact that the skills they have now will not see them beyond the next five years, that they are going to need to update, reskill, learn more, do something new because the jobs that they're in now may not exist and the skills that they have will not be enough to keep them in those jobs. Three in five. Imagine the sense of concern and fear that that would put in the minds of your employees if they thought, I don't have the skills to get beyond five years here and I've got no idea what to do next and how to get them. I think that's really, really interesting. What's happening there is without learning, And specifically without learning at work, because they're not necessarily going to be inclined to invest in formal education because they don't know what formal education is going to help them. Without this learning at work, what they're seeing is their jobs slipping away from them. They're seeing this void start to exist between them, the jobs they have, the jobs they want, and they just don't see the potential of how they're going to get there. All of this goes on psychologically in their mind to create fear, uncertainty. They're not going to be forward-coming. They're not going to be innovative. It causes massive issues with their impact in the workplace. Now, this is interesting. This report also found that more than half of Australian workers spend less than an hour a week in any form of learning. Remember, learning is gaining new experience, gaining new skills, being taught by a mentor, being mentored, being coached, or doing formal learning. More than half are doing less than an hour a week. It's nothing. It's not enough. And it's too many people doing not enough. 58% of those surveys had undertaken no formal training at all in the last 12 months. If we don't get these people up to speed, we are going to suffer as workplaces. Now, positively, three and four, three quarters of Australian workers want to learn new skills. They want to be learning new skills in the next 12 months. So they've got a great attitude towards this. We are not talking about change-resistant people here. We are talking about people that are aware consciously that they're going to have a skills gap and they want to do something about it. But only 37% said that their workplace encourages or facilitates any kind of peer-to-peer knowledge sharing. Guys, it's the simplest thing we've got in our repertoire um, and businesses aren't doing it. So really what this survey found is that learning at work is not keeping up pace with the change that is occurring in our workplaces. I find this data fascinating and also, like I said, a total slap in the face in terms of a wake-up call to what we need to do at work. So why would you want to increase the learning that happens in your workplace? What are the benefits of embedding some workplace learning into your culture and what you do on a day-to-day basis? Like I alluded to earlier, this is a retention and engagement strategy. If we know that three quarters of people want to learn, why don't we provide the opportunity for them to be learning? We're going to be able to attract better people into our workplace and we're going to be able to keep great people engaged. It's going to give you the edge in terms of a changing environment at work. You're going to be ahead of your competition if you're already skilling your workers up for the changes that are ahead rather than being on the back foot and reacting when the time comes. 
you're going to build more engagement. And we know that engagement drives productivity and profitability. You're going to have more motivated employees. Overall, your workforce is going to perform better if you can get this learning culture in place. Encouraging staff to participate in this learning actually builds a better culture of uh, employees that are not only have a broader skill set, which is fundamental and important to the whole process, but they're also more curious, more open to learning. They're going to ask better questions. They're going to be more innovative. They're going to participate more in helping share the knowledge they have with others in the workplace. It's like a chain reaction. You pass it on. So today I want to share with you three really simple strategies that I think any of you could implement right now to help improve the learning culture in your workplace. These are super duper simple. So what are they? Let's look at the three. They are knowledge sharing, micro studies, and programs to support those who yearn to learn. Let's unpack them one at a time. Knowledge sharing is the easiest thing available to you. You have people that know things and you have people that need to know things. And this will cross over in all different ways. You'll have generations at work that are tech savvy and totally on top of it and others that might struggle with that. Get them learning from each other. You'll have people that have been with your business a long time and have so much knowledge in their brain that they can impart onto new people in their in your business. Get them sharing that knowledge. People that know things about their department can share that knowledge with other departments in terms of how this fits in the bigger picture. Knowledge sharing is easy to implement. So there's a whole different range of ways you can do it. So a couple of ideas I would have would be to set up a buddy system or a mentoring system and you'd swap it out every, you know, it might be three months, six months, 12 months so that you've got some people working closely together in a mentor type relationship or a buddy type relationship, sharing knowledge about their role, their experiences, their skill set, and imparting that knowledge onto others who don't have that knowledge. You could set this up as a regular um, presentational training session. It could be in a monthly meeting where each month someone or a department is responsible for providing training on something that's important at work. It might be training about a new piece of technology that's coming into the workplace. It might be training about customer service and how to deal with people. The the opportunities are endless in terms of how you can incorporate this. You might be getting your suppliers in to give your staff training about new product lines that are about to hit the market. So they're going to be able to communicate the pros and benefits of those products better than any of your competitors could. There are so many different ways that you can create this knowledge sharing. And if you create a structure for it, it just becomes part of how you do things. You can't expect people to necessarily share their knowledge because they have it. But if you create a framework and a way for them to do it, they will love it. And you know what? This is the other thing that I've just thought of. When we teach people something, when we share our knowledge, it actually helps us get better at it. We get a deeper understanding of the topic when we have to explain it to someone else or when we're teaching it to someone else. So it's actually even going to sharpen the skills for those that already have the skills. Think about this in terms of the different people you've got in your workplace. Are they passing their knowledge across and down and sideways to the people around them. So knowledge sharing, a no-brainer, get it in place. Micro studies are another great way to up the ante on your workplace learning. Micro studies are these like tiny short courses or um, they might not even be courses, they might be like modules of study that someone can do on something super specific. They are great for training a really niche skill. They might, and it it can be something as simple as a one-hour webinar or workshop or 
a session of three half-hour modules. People can learn really quickly. This does not have to be a massive time commitment. So they might do a micro course on uh, setting up automations in MailChimp, for example. They might do a micro course on negotiation skills with customers. They might do a minor uh, micro course on how to influence people. The number of micro courses out in the world right now is mind boggling. We have one that I offer that's called Hire Right, which is a three module course, which teaches anyone that needs to hire people, how to hire someone effectively into their business. It's a micro course. It's probably one of the longer form micro courses, but it's a short course. I'll put a link in today's show notes if any of you are interested. So there's a gazillion options for micro studies. They're inexpensive. And again, you don't have to pay for all of them. You just have to facilitate the opportunity. Um, a lot There's a lot of free ones out there as well. So getting employees engaged in that. And then the third, and this is a little bit trickier, a little bit more in depth, and this is creating programs. So basically a learning and development framework for people who want to take that learning further for them to be encouraged and enabled to do that. Now, in these scenarios, this is people that want to stretch themselves further. Perhaps they want to do further studies, more in-depth studies. You are creating a policy, a framework, a culture where you're encouraging and enabling and facilitating that. Now, that does not mean that you have to necessarily be paying for these courses. You might come to an agreement where you will you know, give a certain fund for training, or you might have an agreement where you'll pay 50%. Or it might be just about creating an opportunity for them to be able to take the time to do the course and they're paying for it on their own back. It can be look all different ways. There's no fixed model. You can create this to suit you and your business. But when we know that three quarters of employees want to be doing some learning and some formal learning, if we can create an environment where they feel comfortable and safe to say, hey, I want to do this course and to know that they're going to be supported to do it, you get massive engagement from them. This may not always be a course that fits in exactly with your business. I've shared with you here on the podcast before that back when I had a consulting business, I had a team member who passionately decided she wanted to be a primary school teacher. She'd been with me for years. She was my numero uno, kind of my right-hand girl. And of course, I didn't want to see her leave the business, but the reality is this was a passion of hers. So of course, I supported her. I was always asking how her exams were going. We restructured her hours depending on her timetable. She took time off whenever she needed for exams or prac, um, and I had a vested interest in her doing well in that course. Now, she was an amazing employee for the years that it took to do that course, and I wouldn't have had her if I hadn't supported that learning. So having that environment just, again, creates that engagement with your team. So I know that it can feel frustrating as an employer to be doing more and more and more for our employees. Sometimes we feel like we're uh, babysitting or being a parent or just doing all the things. I get it. But this one is one that I think you really should pay attention to. This can be a game changer for you in who you can attract and how you keep people in your business. And it can be a game changer in making sure that you're ahead of the game when changes happen because our workplaces are changing faster than any formal education will ever keep up with. It's this learning experience that we can really take advantage of. So I encourage you, take one of these three things, take all of these three things and get them implemented, whether it's knowledge sharing, micro studies, or a framework to support further learning. Create a culture of a workplace that wants to learn, that wants to grow their skills and that is encouraged to do so. I really think you'll get the benefits from it. 
Well, that's it for today's episode. I hope you found that useful and you can take that away and implement some of that into your business. Now, as always, if you would like to connect with other business owners, leaders, and managers who are growing their teams or experiencing the pain points and the frustrations and having some wins and want to share a laugh because we don't take ourselves too seriously here, join us on our free Facebook group. I would love to have you involved over there. It is HR Support for Australian Businesses. If you go to groups on Facebook and you just type HR Support Australian Businesses, it will come up. Uh, But I'll also pop it in today's show notes, the direct link. So there's a few links for you in today's show notes. You're going to have a link to the Swinburne University study, a link to our Higher Right course, and a link to the Facebook group. So to get those show notes, simply head on over to peoplepoweredbusiness.com and click on episode number 66. Well, that's it for me for today. Have a fabulous week, everyone, and I can't wait to chat to you next week here on the podcast.